the book of John, the gospel of John, starting in chapter 20. And I want to welcome each and every one of you here this morning, all you visitors and all you guests and all you regulars. We want to thank you all for coming and joining us here this morning on Resurrection Sunday as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is a day uh, of victory. This is a day of excitement. This is a day of blessing. Amen. So I hope that you feel victorious today. Amen. Or at least that you leave here victorious. I hope that you are excited. Amen. As we celebrate this. Amen. And I hope that you're blessed because this is a day of blessing. Somebody say, I'm blessed. If you're a child of God, you're blessed. And if you're not sure if you're a child of God, well, you're in the right place because you're in the house of God. Amen. And you're headed the right direction. Somebody say, we're headed the right direction. All right, let's look right here real quick in the Gospel of John in chapter 20. The Gospel of John chapter 20, starting in verse 1. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. He says, and the word of the Lord reads. Now on that first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb and while it was still dark and saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. So she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter and the other disciples went forth and they were going to the tomb and Two were running together, and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings lying there. And he did not go in. And so Simon Peter also came following him and entered the tomb. And he saw the linen wrappings lying there and the face cloth which had been on his head and not lying with the linen wrappings. And he rolled up in a place by itself. And so the other disciples who had first come to the tomb then also entered and saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes, but Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping. And so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in the white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, because they have taken away my Lord. And I do not know where they have laid him. And when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. And I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go 
to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he has said these things to her. And so when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came, stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. And the disciples then rejoiced and they saw the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing in our lives. And we thank you for this celebration, Lord God. You are so worthy, my King. Father, I just ask you to speak to our hearts today, God. Lord, allow me to decrease in this place so you can increase. Anoint me to preach your gospel to where it will impact people, to where it will reach lives, touch lives, and where people will fall in love with you even deeper, Father. Lord, I thank you today. I praise you, Lord. I ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. Father, we need you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Well, welcome once again on Resurrection Sunday. I want to talk to you this morning just briefly about resurrected life. About resurrected life. And, you know, I, I've been kind of uh, sharing my messages based on uh, the leading up to this very day. Amen. And I kind of shared uh, last Sunday for those of you that were here and we shared about the triumphal entry and we shared about when Jesus was beginning to make his way into Jerusalem. Amen. He was riding on a, on a colt or a donkey. Amen. And he was coming and being welcomed from the people by the people and they were cheering and they were shouting and they were rejoicing and they were waving these palm branches. Amen. And they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Amen. In the highest. Amen. And they were welcoming Jesus, the king, into Jerusalem. Amen. And they were excited and they were, everybody was coming into Jerusalem uh, for uh, the Passover, amen, and this was a time when people would come from all over and come from all walks of life and all areas, and they would come to Jerusalem to, ce- to celebrate the Passover, amen, and have the Passover feast, and, 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 and they would have a Passover lamb, and, and here they are, the people are excited, and they're welcoming Jesus, and amen, and then a short time period later, we come, amen, and then before you know it, you know, Jesus is being, uh, uh, being detained in the Garden of Gethsemane, amen, where Judas, amen, one of his disciples came and betrayed him with a kiss, amen, which was signifying who Jesus was. And then at that point in time, the Roman soldiers took Jesus into, uh, they, took him, they took him into custody where they began to take him, amen, before Pontius Pilate. Amen. They began to take him, amen, before the religious rulers. And, 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 and then we, we begin to see how I shared on Wednesday, how on, on, during the time of Passover, that, the, that, that, the, that they have a, a thing that happens where they can release one guard, I mean, one, one uh, criminal, amen, that they begin to release. Amen. And here they are. They, you know, they have a Jesus in custody, 
they have these other criminals that are there, and they have a man named uh, Barabbas that was there. He was a murderer. He, he, he was a criminal. He did all these things. And then, uh, and then Pilate begins to ask the people, amen, he begins to ask the people, amen, uh, which one do you want us to, to let go? And they said, give us uh, Barabbas, amen, which was the criminal. And they said, and they said, well, what, do you, what about Jesus? And they said, amen, crucify him. So here we are, we're looking, amen, to fast forward, we're looking, and the same people that were rejoicing, the same people that were shouting, the same people that were accepting Jesus on that triumphal entry into Jerusalem were the same people that were hollering and shouting, amen, crucify him, amen, right there, amen, before Pontius Pilate. Are y'all with me today? And then we begin to see, amen, how we begin to move into the process where they begin to take Jesus and, and, then, and then he begins to make his way up to Golgotha, amen, uh, and, and begins to make his way to the cross of Calvary where they begin to put him and nail him to the cross, amen, and they begin to, he is crucified, amen, right there with one criminal on one side, one criminal on the other, amen, and he was the one that took the very place, amen, of Barabbas. Are y'all with me today? But we quickly move forward, amen, to that, from that Friday when they crucified him, from that Friday when he said, it is finished, amen, and he took that last breath, amen, and he, he, was there, he then said it was finished, and they begin to take him, and they begin to, uh, you know, off that cross, and then they begin to bury him. I'm going to tell you right now, amen, that, you know, the world didn't have any place for Jesus. Hello, somebody. They didn't have any place for Jesus in his life. They didn't have any place for Jesus. They had a place for him. It was on the cross of Calvary. Hello. They didn't have a place for Jesus. Amen. In his burial, he was in a borrowed tomb. Are y'all with me today? But here we are three days later. Somebody say three days later. Somebody say God is good. Three days later. Amen. And we begin to realize. Amen. That Jesus is no longer in the tomb. Now, I want you to realize something right now, because they had rolled this uh, large uh, boulder in front of that uh, tomb, amen, and, and, and of course, they were doing that in, in fear that the disciples would come, amen, and would steal the body and would say that he was resurrected, because Jesus said to them, he says, amen, that I will die and I will, I will be resurrected, I will rise again in three days, that's what he told them, and they were fearful of that, and so they rolled, they rolled this big boulder in front of the tomb, amen, and they begin to put a guard there, but I'm here to tell you right now that that boulder that was in front of that, amen, tomb, that that boulder right there, that wasn't to keep, amen, Jesus in. Hello, somebody. That was to keep others out. Hello. And then we begin to realize, amen, that Jesus, amen, is no longer there. And they begin to panic. And they begin to, you know, the guards are, they know that they're in big trouble. They're going to be, they're going to be killed. Hello. Amen. Somebody say God is good. Amen. And that brings us to Resurrection Sunday. You know, I want to share something with you real quick. Amen. God is good. Amen. You know, a lot of times, you know, many famous people tend to have an impact on our lives. Amen. And many of us, maybe we've had the privilege of meeting somebody who's famous or somebody in our life that is 
you know, just really impacted our life. Maybe it's a superstar athlete or maybe it's a Hollywood movie star. Amen. And this is somebody that's impacted, has been so great that they are remembered forever from that moment forward. I don't know if you've ever met somebody like that. I met somebody that's just really impacted your life to where you, you're, you'll remember it till the day you go home. Amen. Well, I want to share with you today because Jesus is one that has that type of impact in your life. Amen. See, when Jesus shows up, he's going to have a, you're going to have a life change. He's going to have a life changing impact in your life. Amen. You know, I want to share some, some statistics with you real quick. Amen. Some of you are familiar with uh, Socrates. He was one, he taught for 40 years on this earth, amen? And Plato taught for 50 years, and Aristotle for 40. But how many of y'all know that Jesus, amen, his ministry only lasted three years on this earth? Are y'all with me today? And yet the influence that Jesus had during those three years is greater than the impact that was left, amen, behind combined 130 years of teaching from these other men who were among the greatest philosophers of all time. Now, I don't know about you, but that's some kind of influence. God is good, amen? The Lord is good. You know, I want to share with you real quick and. and Something about a, uh, several scholars, amen, that had had a friendly discussion with a Muslim teacher. And in this discussion, they were comparing their faith, amen. We're talking about Christian Bible scholars versus a Muslim teacher. And there was this one that was, his name was Dr. Uh, Reimer. And Dr. Reimer said this. He said, we believe that God has spoken to us in a book, the Bible. And the Muslim teacher replied, and he said, we believe that God has spoken to us in a book, the Quran. And Reimer then said, we believe that God visited this planet in the person of Jesus Christ. And the Muslim teacher replied and said, we believe that God has revealed himself in the prophet Muhammad. And Reimer then said, we believe that Jesus Christ died for his people. And the Muslim replied, we believe that Muhammad died for his people as well. And then Reimer added and he said, we believe that Jesus proved his claim by coming back from the grave. Hello, somebody. And the Muslim teacher replied, we have no record of our prophet after his death. See, one thing I want to share with you today, amen, that if you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you serve the one true living God that is alive and well today. And not only is he alive and well, amen, but he's resurrected. And through his resurrection, you and I are able to be resurrected. Somebody say, we can be resurrected. See, Jesus lives a resurrected life. Amen. Jesus, amen, conquered the grave. Jesus conquered death. Jesus conquered sin. Amen. Jesus conquered, amen, all these things. 
And when you're talking about a resurrected life, amen, a resurrected life is a life of restoration. In other words, amen, it brings back to life that which was dead. And the Bible says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But the Bible says that we're alive today in Christ Jesus. Amen. And just like Jesus came up out of that grave. Amen. Just like Jesus, amen, died, amen, was buried and resurrected on the third day. If you'll call upon the name of the Lord, if you will call upon the name of Jesus, hello somebody, amen, that old man will die and that old man will be buried and that new man will be resurrected to walk in the newness of life. Somebody say a resurrected life. See, when we look at what Christ has done for us, not only, amen, has he conquered death, death, amen, no longer has its sting. You know, I'm about to go and we're about to have a memorial service for my father's wife. Amen. She passed away, but she's a believer in Christ. So when we go there, we can go there and we can rejoice. Hello, somebody, at her homecoming. There's a lot of people that are walking around today, amen, and this is it. Right here, what's in this life, that's it. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, if you're a Christian, if you're a born-again believer, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, amen, death no longer has no sting in your life. You have access to something called eternal life. See, Jesus is alive and well. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is interceding for us. Hello, somebody. Jesus lives inside of you. And he lives inside of me. Are y'all with me today? God is good, amen. You know, Romans 5 and 12 tells us this. It says, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. God is good, amen? But Ephesians 2 and 1 says, and you hath he quickened, who were dead in your trespasses and sins, but he has made you alive in Christ Jesus. See, God is a God that's living a resurrected life. You and I have the ability to live a resurrected life. And when we live a resurrected life, amen, the old things are gone and the new things will come. And when you live a resurrected life, it's a life of restoration. Somebody say restoration. restoration. See, God begins to restore some things in your life. See, if Jesus wouldn't have gone to the cross of Calvary, amen, if Jesus wouldn't have taken on the sins of the world, if Jesus wouldn't have shed that precious blood upon that cross over 2,000 years ago, are y'all with me today? You and I would no longer have access to a holy and righteous God. But see, what happened through the resurrection and the resurrected life is now you and I have been restored back to a right relationship with a living and righteous and holy God. Are y'all with me today? 
See, there's restoration that occurs in a resurrected life. See, you and I have the victory today. Amen. We have the victory today. Hello, somebody. We have victory over sin today. We have victory over death today. We have victory over this life today. So my question is, are you living victorious? The enemy's been defeated. You know, you know, Satan, he, he, when he was dealing with Jesus, like, man, I got to get rid of this Jesus guy. This guy's causing me all kinds of problems. This guy is coming in here and doing all this stuff. And did you know that Satan thought that he had him defeated? Did you know that Satan thought on that day when they crucified Jesus, he thought that he had... He thought that he had took care of that Jesus problem. Hello. See, you know, the, the enemy, he, he's, not, he's not all that smart, amen? See, sometimes the enemy, amen, will push you into the very destiny of your life. You know, I preached a message one time, uh, persecution produces your destiny. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes what the enemy is trying to push you into is the very thing that's going to bless your life. See, the enemy was, uh, was wanting to put Jesus up on that cross to be crucified. And he knew if I can just get him on that cross. Hello, somebody. But very little did he know that he was doing the will of God. Little did he know that, amen, that he was being used to do the very will of God. As he was working through those people and working through those political leaders and working through those uh, religious folks and everything else, amen, he was beginning to be used, amen, in order to carry out the very thing that would set, amen, a, uh, would set uh, the people free, amen, would save humanity, amen, forever. I'm here to tell you today, God, we got to learn how to live a resurrected life. God is good, Amen. And when Jesus shows up in your life, there's going to be an impact. I don't know about you, but I feel impacted. God is good, amen? Let's look real quick in this scripture. Amen. Let's go in chapter 20, in verse 19. And the word of the Lord reads... So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut, the disciples were for fear of the Jews. I mean, I want to stop right there. They were, they were fearful of what was going to take place because they had seen their leader. They had seen, amen, the one that they walked with be crucified on that cross. But it says, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. And the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I also 
send you. Now, one thing I want you to realize, when Jesus shows up in your life, there's going to be a peace that surpasses all understanding. Are y'all with me today? When Jesus begins to show up in your life, he's going to impact your life, amen, with a supernatural peace in your life. He says, my peace I give to you. Philippians 4 in chapter 4 and verse 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, somebody say the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, when Jesus shows up, there's going to be a supernatural peace that takes place in your life. And I pray that you encounter that today. Amen. Amen. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. But we serve a God that is alive and well. We serve a God that will release some peace in your life, even in the midst of the storm. Even in the midst of the trial, they were gathered there that day and they were scared for their lives. Amen. They had just seen Jesus be crucified. They just seen the one that their leader, amen, be killed. And they were operating in fear even when they were together. But when Jesus showed up, hello. When Jesus showed up, there began to be a certain peace in your life. And I'm here to tell you, when Jesus shows up in your life, amen, even when you're going through the fire, even when you have all kinds of challenges, when you encounter things, there's going to be a peace in your life. Hello, somebody. Even when you lose a loved one, amen. When Jesus shows up, there's going to be a certain peace in your life. Somebody say, show up, Jesus. Somebody say, we need you. God is good, amen? And not only is there a peace, but when Jesus shows up, he's going to bring you a new perspective. You know, until the resurrection appearances, Jesus' disciples, they were confused, amen? They didn't understand or believe the stories that were being circulated. Because there was people that were being spread in rumors. In verse 20, it says, he, but he showed them his hands and his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Amen. And when they saw his hands and when they saw his side, that began to give them a whole new perspective. See, because they knew that Jesus had been crucified. And they knew Jesus' body had been placed in a tomb. But now they had been given a whole new perspective, amen. And I'm here to tell you, when Jesus shows up in your life, amen, first of all, you're going to have some peace that surpasses understanding. Second of all, you're going to begin to have a whole new perspective, amen, on things around you. 
See, Jesus' disciples, they had been struggling with disillusionment, and they were feeling defeat, amen. You saw that video, amen. On that Friday, it looked like defeat, amen. And on that Saturday, there was probably despair, amen. But that Sunday morning, hello, somebody, there was something new that began to happen. Jesus was alive. Jesus was risen, and he was there with them, and he began to show himself, and they began to see things through a different perspective. I'm here to tell you, when Jesus shows up in your life, there's going to be a different perspective. You're going to look at things differently. You're going to look at challenges differently. You're going to look at trials differently. You're going to look, amen, at this life differently. See, that's why we tell him Jesus is the answer. He just needs to show up. Somebody say, show up, Jesus. They had a whole new perspective. The things that they were struggling with, the confusion, the disillusionment, it was no longer there. And I don't know if you're struggling with something today. Maybe you're struggling with some confusion. Maybe you're struggling with some disillusionment. When Jesus shows up in your situation, amen, he's going to bring peace. And you're going to see it through a different perspective. See, we realize that his ways are not our ways. God is good, amen? And upon seeing Jesus, they realize that death is not the end. I want you to look at that today, 1 Corinthians 15 and 55. If you'll put that up there. 15 and 55, 1 Corinthians, he says, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? And I shared with you when they were, that Muslim professor and that, and those Bible scholars were sharing, those doctors, they were sharing and Amen. The one thing that was different, the one thing that was different about that God, amen, about, about their Jesus, is that he had come back from the dead. He had come back from the grave. Hello, somebody. God is good, amen. Oh, death, where is your sting? And he conquered death on that day. You and I have access to eternal life on this day. Amen. If we're born again believers, we're children of God. Death no longer has its sting in our life. We know, amen, that we can spend eternity, amen, with our Lord and Savior. Hello, somebody. In a place known as heaven. Jesus said to her, he said this, and and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And he asked him, and he said, do you believe this? So when Jesus shows up, he gives you a new perspective. I pray that you get a new perspective this year. I pray that you have supernatural peace, but I pray that you have a new perspective And not only does he give you a new perspective, but he gives you a new purpose. In verse 21, he says, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. 
And we notice this transformation that takes place in his disciples. Up until the moment Jesus' disciples were petrified with fear and they had been neutralized in this ineffectiveness, amen. But after Jesus showed up, he lit a fire under his disciples, amen, and he gave them a reason to be alive, amen. And if you don't have a reason to be alive today, I'm here to tell you, you do have a reason to be alive, amen. And this is what happens when Jesus shows up, amen. He's going to begin to give you a new purpose in your life. You're going to have a purpose for living. You're going to have a purpose for existing. You're going to have a purpose for breathing and being here on this earth. Amen. And it's to glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to tell somebody about a man named Jesus that can transform your life, that can heal your life. Amen. I can give you victory over sin. God is good. Amen. When Jesus shows up, he gives you new purpose. But he also gives you new power. Can I get the worship team to come forward? In verse 22. Chapter 20 and verse 22. It says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And if you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. But he looks, he says, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Ghost. And how many all know the Holy Spirit gives us power over our weaknesses? Amen. You know, Jesus ascended to go be in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. But he gave us one called the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. See, we don't have the power within us to live the Christian life. But the Holy Spirit helps us with our struggles. Amen. The Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And Jesus, the resurrected Savior, amen, the resurrected life, living the resurrected life. See, the Holy Spirit gives us power to to live victorious as Christians. I'm here to tell you that today. You can't live a victorious Christian life in your own strength, amen. You don't have it within ourselves to live in victory. But 1 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. See, when the Holy Spirit began to be released in their lives, in those disciples' lives, that fear went away. That fear went away. We don't have to live in fear. He says, I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Love, power, and a sound mind. See, we're called as Christians to live the resurrected life because we have a resurrected Savior. We have one that won the victory. 
he won the victory. He overcome Satan. The Bible says that he made a public spectacle of him. He took the keys, amen, from hell. Hello. He conquered death. Death, where is your sting? He took on the sins of the world. No longer are you slaves to sin. No longer has sin got a rule in your life. And he gave him the Holy Spirit. He gave him the power. Come on, stand to your feet. We celebrate a resurrected Savior. And as a result, you and I can live a resurrected life. You know, and when we look in there in those verses, one thing that we found was very interesting. When those disciples went in there into that tomb and they saw those linens, but they saw that cloth that was upon his face. And that cloth was folded up neatly and separated from the linens. Amen. See, those, those grave cloths, they, they, they preached a sermon right there. Hello. Number one, Jesus wasn't there. Jesus was resurrected. But number two, that he was coming back. Somebody say he's coming back. He's coming back. So we need to be excited today. We have the victory today. We have new purpose today. We have supernatural peace today. We have a new perspective today. And we have new power today. We've got new power today. We've got new power. We've got power to live victoriously. We've got power to overcome sin. We've got power to deal with any challenge that comes our way. And it's all because we have a resurrected king. We have a resurrected Jesus. We have a resurrected God. He's alive and he's well. And he lives inside of us. And he loves us unconditionally. And he desires a relationship with each and every one of us. And he fights our battles for us. Hello, somebody. Amen. Come on. We're called to live in victory today. You don't have to live in defeat. You don't have to live in discouragement. You don't have to. God is alive and well. Amen. All these other gods, amen, are not alive and well. But we serve a God that is alive and his name is Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise in this house. Amen. And he's coming back. He's coming back. Amen. Every, every eye closed, every head bowed for just a moment. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today in the name of Jesus.